We heal in health and we die through dieting. You feel? Yeah, me too. Let's start the vulnerable and raw conversations needed to inspire. Let's get the experts talking to educate and motivate. Let's come together as a community to discuss what it means to be optimally human and aligned spirit. I'm your host, intuitive gut health coach, Chelsea Haynes, and this is Let's Start Health. Hi there, and welcome back to Let's Start Health. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes, and I am currently coming at you live from a super photogenic Airbnb in Tulum, Mexico. Albeit being super photogenic, you might hear an extra bit of echo because it is, well, echoey in here. <laughs> the beautiful thing about running my own business from anywhere in the world, is to be able to take time off when needed. My husband is currently also on holiday, which we don't often get this time together. So this past week, we have been soaking up the sights and allowing ourselves to just be proper tourists down here in Tulum. Because of this, I am grateful and super excited to share with you an episode that was originally aired on the Goddess Talk podcast, hosted by a good friend, Kristen Lynch. I have kept her intro and everything mostly the same so you can really get a vibe of her and the intention of her podcast because, well, it's super rad and I really loved the conversation that unfolded as we spoke. I would highly recommend if you enjoy her vibe and her energy to go check out more of her episodes via the show notes below. I also look forward to having Kristen herself on a future episode of Let's Start Health. But in the meantime, please enjoy this candid conversation about gut health, ideal environments for healing, and of course, we go in-depth about how healing is so much more than just the food we eat, but about everything that we consume in life. We also offer some specific tips to, to start implementing now for you to start your healing journey today. I'm also super excited to announce that I have rolled out a new health coaching offering this week. This is a one-time 75-minute deep dive health assessment utilizing the Health Vitality Wheel. If you're interested in getting a taste of what it is like to work with me in my unique coaching style that combines the science of psychology and gut health with my super spidey intuitive senses, head on over to my website, chelseahainescoaching.com forward slash offerings via the show notes below and click health assessment to lock in your spot on the calendar for July. We are almost totally booked up for July, so go ahead and pause this episode now and lock in your spot today. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and offering your time and energy. And if this episode calls to you, we would absolutely appreciate the share and rating so that we can continue to do what we love to do over here at Let's Start Health Podcast. Thank you again and enjoy the show. Hey, my loves, welcome to episode 20 of the Goddess Talk Podcast. I can't believe we're already at 20 episodes this has been so much fun for me, and I'm so happy that you all have come along on the ride with me 
And I just wanted to say that I am truly so grateful for each and every one of you that listens and tunes in every week and messages me about it and shares the podcast and has rated or reviewed or even sends me topic requests or guest requests. I see every one of you. I am sending all of you so much love. And again, I just appreciate you truly so deeply from the bottom of my heart. So I also just wanted to share that since it is 20 episodes today, I was looking back at some of our past episodes and I realized that I've never told you all about the free goddess resource collection that I have on my site. So if you haven't checked it out, I have a page on my website that basically hosts all of my best free content I've ever released. So that's where you can find my free guide, Three Steps to Creating a Heart-Centered Business. That's where the phone wallpapers for spiritual alignment are. That's where my meditation for manifesting your best life is. And I also have five free live workshops that I've done in the past. So I have one on abundance. I have one on confidence. I have one on becoming a desire magnet. There is blending strategy and spirituality. And I believe there's a couple more on there as well. So go check that out. Again, I will leave the link for that in the show notes for you and let me know what you think. Okay, so today on the show for episode 20, we have certified gut health coach Chelsea Haynes on the show. Chelsea is so much fun and gives so much insight about gut health, and we really took a deep dive into some spiritual perspectives for healing as well, which I know you guys will really appreciate. Um, And yeah, I'm really happy with how this episode turned out. So we talked about what gut health is and what are some of the warning signs of poor gut health and what some of the seemingly unrelated symptoms of gut health are. We talked about how to set up the proper environment for healing, especially in a world that often seems like it's rigged against us in terms of our health. We talked about releasing overwhelm and making healing simple, intuitive, and fun. And then we really ended the conversation talking about going beyond food and exploring how our limiting beliefs and emotions can play a really big role in our ability to heal. So that is today's episode. I also wanted to mention that in the episode, you'll hear Chelsea and me talk a lot about elimination diets. And I realized that we didn't actually give a specific recommendation for which foods to eliminate. So I'm going to throw the inflammatory elimination protocol that Chelsea recommends in the show notes. It's essentially a protocol that eliminates the sensitive seven foods for 14 days. So those are dairy, wheat, soy, sugar, peanuts, corn, and eggs for 14 days completely. During that time, the idea is that you give your gut the opportunity to heal and detox naturally. And then after 14 days, you can start to reintroduce the foods one by one to see if you have any kind of reaction. So I'll leave that and more information in the show notes about that. And then also, if you are interested in doing the elimination protocol, but you feel like you could use some more support with that, Chelsea is actually leading a gut health reset program that starts next week where she's taking a group of women through the protocol together. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well in case anybody is interested. Chelsea will also talk about it more in today's episode. And yeah, I think that is everything I need to share with you all. So 
without further ado, I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Chelsea Haynes. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here today with Chelsea Haynes. Chelsea is a certified gut health coach specializing in health optimization through gut health and the abundance mindset. She helps women ultimately live their happiest and most abundant lives because she believes that with a healed gut, healing your mind and soul is inevitable. It's so good to be with you. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. Thanks, Kristen. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to have you. And I just wanted to say too, I always pick my guests with like my audience in mind, but you were definitely picked with some selfish reasons in mind too. I definitely have a history of having gut health problems and I've come a very far way, but I just am excited to hear, to pick your brain and really learn about optimizing gut health too, even if you're in like a pretty good place with it. Definitely. I'm so excited to dive in and chat with you all about it. (laughs) Me too. Okay. So I always start with a few warm-up questions to get us rolling. The first one I have for you is what is your daily practice, your morning ritual, or some of your favorite self-care practices? Definitely. So first and foremost, every morning, I need to just get up and get in the sunshine. (laughs) It's that simple. Um, But what I've really have come to notice over the years is that my morning routine does not look the same every single day, but there are a few important things that I do every single morning, non-negotiables. So I always make my bed because that just sets the tone off for the day for me. I really love that. And then I always roll right into brushing my teeth and tongue scraping. Have you ever heard of tongue scraping before? Yes, I do it actually. My boyfriend and I both do it. Awesome. So tongue scraping for anyone that's listening that might've never heard of it is, uh, it's just a little tool. It kind of looks like a U shape. I should have brought it with me. Um, I always recommend getting the stainless steel ones. I know they have really pretty copper ones out now, but the copper has a tendency to tarnish really easily and quickly. And then you can taste that like yucky copper taste. This one is Dr. Tongue's brand. I love it because it has the little rubber handle. It's really easy to fit. It's quite small for a small mouth. (laughs) And um, what this does is it's a little bit different than just brushing your tongue. I like to brush my tongue first, but then scraping it will really allow you to get back a little bit further to pull all that, what's called the ama from the back of your tongue. So this is really dives into gut health right away. And overnight, any uh, backed up mucus or toxins, you will wake up in the morning and they will be sitting on the back of your tongue and you don't want to swallow them back down, especially with something harsh like coffee. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I always start the day with tongue scraping. And then I lately have been pulling a angel or oracle card and just doing some fun stuff outside. So My meditation is a little bit different every day. Lately, I've been doing a kundalini meditation for three minutes, and I definitely always try to do Udiyanda Banda Kriya. So this is also kind of a Mm. starting the day with a gut healing technique. Um, It looks a little weird and a little awkward at first, but it's the practice of flexing your belly muscles to really get peristalsis going in the morning. Essentially, you're breaking your fast in the morning your overnight fast in the morning rather than with food as breakfast, but with other healing techniques. And then I dive right into celery juice, hot lemon water, and then my day goes on from there. So kind of a long story. I carve out some time in the mornings for my morning routine to be slow and steady, but the main ones there are connecting with the divine, making sure I'm 
setting my digestion up for the day and feeling good, getting sunshine. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully you actually have sunshine. I don't always have it where I'm at, but <laughs> hopefully yes. soon. it's going to be summer soon. So hopefully we'll have it soon. Definitely. And I would today. say even just the fresh air. So even if you can just open the window, even if it's cold and rainy, just that outside air can make a big difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. So much of what you said is about digestion yet. You haven't mentioned food at all mm-hmm. uh, other than maybe celery juice, but, um, so I'm really excited to dive into that as we get into this conversation because I think so often we jump right to gut health. Okay, what foods do I eat and what don't I eat? But it's like there's so much yes. you can do beyond food. So I'm really excited to hear about that. Definitely. Okay, what is something that you really love about yourself? Ooh, I really, I really love how I'm not afraid to be me, <laughs> mm-hmm. which wasn't always the case. And, and it's been a long journey of kind of discovering what that really even means and fully embracing my approach to life and what that looks like and really just breaking down the walls of what other people have told me that I should be doing with my life and just no longer being afraid to rewrite the story or feeling like I have to prove something to anyone. That's something that my husband taught me many years ago. He said, Mm. honey, you don't have anything to prove to anyone, just be you. And that is something that I really have embraced and something that I feel really proud of and I love about myself. I just can be my weird self and be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like bringing that into every part of your life, like not yeah. changing if you're like in a work setting and then you're with your friends, but just being yes. you fully everywhere. I exactly. And fully grounded. And you know, and what that means too is like, you know, sometimes I'm more energetic than other times. Sometimes I'm more hyper, but for the most part through it all, it's just this baseline of this is me and this is where I'm at right now. So I, I love that I've given myself that permission to embrace all those different parts of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel you. Okay, last thing before we dive in is what excites you the most right now about the work that you're doing? Ooh, everything. <laughs> so it's been a funny, awesome, long career journey to get to a point where I am now health coaching full time. But I have a background and passion for human nature. I have a degree in psychology, and I'm also a certified life coach. And I really just love, I love seeing that moment in a woman's life where she comes to me almost in tears just saying, I feel on fire. Like that for me is like, fuck yes. (laughs) Right? Because at the end of the day, information does not equal transformation, right? The transformation happens within the safe container. And of course, as a, as a coach, I'm here to help facilitate curated information to speed up one's healing process. But, you know, what really excites me about the work that I'm doing is, is to see how quickly when someone has permission and the support and the right system and the safe container to just own their greatness, Mm -hmm. seeing that transition and seeing that like fire light back up within someone is just it's why I keep showing up every day (laughs) yeah like being a witness to that transformation I got goosebumps just thinking about it (laughs) yeah yeah me too me too it's powerful yeah Okay, so I know I gave you a brief introduction at the beginning, but I want to hear from you and in your own words. So will you tell us more about who you are and what you do and how you got started? 
definitely. So I am a retired yacht stewardess for the last five years. I've been a yoga teacher and stewardess on board private super yachts. Uh, it's been an amazing Ooh, trip. Really that's cool. interesting. Yeah, I met my husband on board. Um, we've traveled the world. I've had the opportunity to teach yoga to I signed an NDA, so I won't name drop, but that's the wealthiest and richest people in the world. I've had the opportunity to get to know their hearts and souls. So it's been a really cool opportunity to just break through all of those beliefs that I thought defined people and really come to a place of saying, you know what, like we all want the same things in life and that's to be safe, loved and accepted and to feel good and to feel safe and to have uh, you know, abundant days where we're feeling good and enjoying quality time with our families. So it's been a really cool journey. It was a journey that happened sort of by accident after I'd gotten divorced. I graduated college the year of the economy crash. I was laid off my first few jobs. It's really been this process of undoing, right? Unlearning mm-hmm. all of the things that I thought I needed in order to be happy, the two and a half kids and white picket fence, and someday I'll retire and be happy sort of mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And over the last five years, traveling on super yachts and stepping into an environment that was way out of my comfort zone, you know, at almost 30 years old and post-divorce, it was like, imagine going back to college and being in a fraternity, but with adults from all over the world are overpaid and underslept and handle stress differently and communicate differently and... Mm -hmm. There's definitely, you know, personality differences and mean girl tendencies. And especially because I came from teaching yoga full-time where I walked in a world of empowered women that were supporting each other. Now, all of a sudden, I felt like, whoa, (laughs) what the hell is happening? So it was, I feel grateful. And there's a point to this. I feel grateful for the opportunity to have alchemized those tougher situations into opportunities for learning and deep self-inquiry. I always said like every day turned into a yoga practice off of the mat and Mm -hmm. which is the idea. Yeah. Which kind of is the idea of yoga anyway, right? You practice uncomfortable situations and stretching yourself into weird uh, positions and practicing breathing through the stimulus of stress, right? So then when you are off the yoga mat, you can, your central nervous system is more attuned to that stress and that discomfort and you know how to manage it from a more deeply breathing, graceful way. So after five years, it was just sort of this whispering, this deeper calling, this longing that I knew that I was made for more. And again, based on my degree in psychology, I also have a entrepreneurship minor. So I've always known that I wanted to work for myself. I dabbled in it a bit um, before yachting, right? Of course, teaching yoga and the journey that brought me there. But we were crossing an ocean at one point, maybe two years ago. And if you ever need an opportunity to just be silent with yourself, go cross the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. (laughs) You're just seeing sky and water for days and days and days. And the whisper became so loud of, I need to I need to be a coach. I need to teach people how to journey this life that is not always easy with grace and so that we're feeling good. Because if we're not waking up feeling good, then we can't really show up for anything else in life, right? (laughs) And here I am two years later, and now I have a successful business that I'm running on my own. So that was 
you know, two years ago, that whisper in my heart of I need to be a coach turned into me getting on Google and looking at, well, the term life coaching didn't really resonate with me, but health coaching really did. You know, my science background before I studied psychology, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. Uh, you know, so it, it all came together where I just found the right mm -hmm. school for me. That was the Health Coach Institute. And, you know, the verbiage of the Health Coach Institute and understanding nutrition and understanding human behavior from a really deep level was so perfectly aligned with me. And it's been a really fun process over the last two years of from studying to launching and now having a successful business. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Like, um, I don't know if I mentioned to you that I'm also a yoga teacher, cool. but I feel like so many people, it starts there. It's like you start practicing yoga and then everything fucking changes. It's like, yes. you look at, you look at life completely differently. And I always say like, you develop such a deep level of awareness through your practice that you can't continue going on avoiding your truth and the parts of yourself that want to come through. And you're right. Like, that's exactly it. The the whisper becomes louder and louder and you just can't deny it. Um, and you, you just reach a point where you have to lean into it. And that was exactly how it happened for me and how I got started with the work that I'm doing as well. Amazing. The yoga mat becomes the mirror to your, yourself yeah. in your life, right? So you start to reevaluate how you're relating to yourself and then therefore it affects every area of your life. You know, how you relate to yourself is how you relate to the world around you. So I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. So let's talk more about gut health specifically. Cool. I feel like it's a term that gets circulated more and more. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us probably don't fully understand what that actually means. So can you tell us like what it is and why so many of us experience digestive issues and just general gut imbalances? Yes. So I will try to keep this short and sweet and digestible, pun intended, right? <laughs> so in terms of gut health, and I love how this term is becoming more mainstream because it is extremely important. What science is learning is that the quality and the status of our microbiome and the definition of the microbiome is basically all of the microbes, the bacteria, the potential parasites, the yeast, all of the microorganisms that are living amongst our stomach and our GI tract compose our microbiome. And what we are learning more and more is that the status or the condition of this microbiome affects absolutely everything in our lives. It is the source of majority of our immune system. So of course we have our lymph system where, you know, when we get sick, our lymph nodes produce white cells, uh, you know, the attacker cells to attack the invader. But the microbiome is where the source of that immune health comes from. We are also learning that over 95% of our serotonin is actually produced in our gut. So serotonin is the happy feeling neurotransmitter. We used to think that most of it was produced in our brain, but we're realizing that, again, over 95% of it is produced mm -hmm. from our microbiome in our gut. So mm -hmm. this affects everything from serotonin is kind of the two-way street. It affects your digestive health, but then it also, because of your digestive health, it is then sent back up to your brain and it affects your, the quality of your emotional health. So if you are dealing with anxiety or depression, it's you hear these serotonin neurotransmitter uptake inhibitors, right? It, there's an imbalance in your serotonin levels. So if we can 
balance our microbiome, we can essentially start to feel better on all different levels. We're also starting to see that the quality of our microbiome is affecting the microbiome of our skin. So just as we have all of these things living inside of us, they're also living outside of us as well. So the quality of our skin, you know, the condition of our hair, all of it is being regulated and affected by our gut health and the state of our gut health. On top of that, again, it's sort of a two-way street. When we are in the womb, of course, we come from two cells that come together and then those cells split, 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 split. But they've actually have seen that the cells that actually make our brain are the same exact cells that make our gut. So when you look at the brain and when you look at the digestive system, they actually look the same. They're like, you know, our brain and our intestines are two gray, kind of mushy, squiggly things. <laughs> oh my God, that's wild. So yeah, so the gut-brain connection is extremely real and there's a thing called the vagus nerve that actually connects our brain to our gut. So it's, it's where the more we learn, the more we understand that Hippocrates nailed it on the head in antiquity when he said all disease begins in the gut and therefore so does all health. So it's very cool because we can take this one area of our body and say, all right, if we can optimize the condition of our microbiome, we really can have positive effects in every other area of our life, our body, our physical body, but also our emotional body. And therefore, of course, our spiritual body as well. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating to hear that, especially about the brain, that it's like, it looks yes. nearly the same. Yeah. So how do we know if we have gut health issues? Like, is it always a digestive complaint that we have or sometimes that not even present? It's just like we have skin issues or we have pain in the body or we have anxiety. Um, What are like some of the key ways to the the key indicators that there might be something going wrong? This is such a great question, Kristen. And something I think that's really important to remember is that Often we end up writing off symptoms in our body as normal. So if you are experiencing symptoms in any way, shape, or form that are, you know, your inability to sleep, your chronic migraines, your lack of energy in the afternoon, your psoriasis or eczema, your pimples on your face, your yeast infections, your UTIs that won't seem to go away, All of this is being affected by your gut health. So you're exactly right. Maybe you're not bouncing back and forth between diarrhea and constipation. Maybe you are. Maybe you are not experiencing bloating to the point of looking three months pregnant. Maybe you are. But it's really important to look at every symptom that you might be experiencing and realizing that, no, it is not, I'll say normal our baseline of health is symptom-free, period. So if there is anything that you are experiencing in your life that is causing some kind of pain and suffering, again, Mm -hmm. whether that is inflammation in general, joint pain, uh, anything that is causing anything other than completely Mm symptom-free, you most likely have some kind of dysbiosis in the gut. And that's not your fault. That is the condition of living in a state of chronic fight or flight, living in a society where we are, especially right now, over disinfecting everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) living in a uh, 
you know, a modern society where we are eating processed foods regularly, you know, all of these things, maybe you're in a place where the water is not great. If you're drinking tap water, you're consuming chlorine and fluoride and medicine and potentially pesticides. Um, well, of course, on our food as well. And maybe you've picked up a bug somewhere. Maybe you picked up, you know, something in the world that we are living in. All of the toxins, all of the heavy metals, all of this plays a role into optimization of our gut health. So somewhere along the spectrum of gut health, I would almost venture to say that every single one of us could benefit from reevaluating the state of our gut health. Even if your symptoms are manageable, that would be the perfect place to start because you don't want these symptoms to get to a point where it is detrimental to your daily experience because once you've gotten to that point, it's harder to heal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I so just to share a little bit about my story, like I initially had gut issues and didn't have a single digestive complaint. Like everything seemed normal, but I had acne and I had anxiety and I had energy issues. And then I ended up getting testing from my doctor, just like routine testing. And she was more of a holistic doctor. So she did like food sensitivity testing and like everything was flared up. Like I was reacting to every single food. And she was like, you clearly have dysbiosis going on. You clearly have a lot of imbalance. And then I almost became so stressed out by that, that I ended up, my symptoms actually got worse because I was like, where do I start? Um, and it seemed like there were so many things contributing to what was going wrong that I just got completely overwhelmed. And then I did have actual digestive issues. So I guess my question is like in a world where it seems like everything is almost against our health and there's so many places to look in terms of where the problem started, what's contributing to our symptoms, how to fix it. Um, how do we like set up the proper environment to heal and to optimize our gut health when it seems like there's a lot going against us? Really good question because I experienced something similar. (laughs) You know, once we start going down that rabbit hole, it's like, oh my gosh, this hole is huge and I'm never going to get to the end. And how do I even see the light at the other end of it? So start small, right? This is really, really important and to take it one chunk at a time. So I I always like to say it is important to start with the physical because when we eliminate the foods that are causing these sensitivities and inflammation and, and problems, we can quickly, I'll back it up. It's important to remember that your body is perfect, right? Your body is made in the image of God Your digestive system is so efficient at doing its job. Your liver is amazing at filtering your blood, your kidneys, your adrenals, right? If you still have your appendix and gallbladder, like they're all there for a reason, right? Your stomach, your small intestines, your large intestines, your colon, they are so good at healing. We just have to give it the opportunity to heal and to become more efficient. So I would love to share with your listeners right now, if that's okay, I I do offer a gut health reset offering. Um, This program has been birthed from the last 10 years of research and personal experience, optimizing my gut to manage um, an autoimmune disease, holistically manage an autoimmune disease. I've never had to go on medication for it and it's never progressively gotten worse 
at the times that I've had bigger flare-ups have been extreme times of stress. Uh, you know, my husband's father was diagnosed with cancer and passed away very quickly. So, you know, life stressors mm-hmm. happen, but because my gut health has been so optimized, it was a quick turnaround time. Mm-hmm. So in 2009 is when my autoimmune symptoms started to get to a point where it was just, I was no longer happy with the dermatologist giving me steroids for the rashes I was experiencing. And intuitively, again, it was that whisper. I knew I had to trust my gut. I knew I had to see what was going on on a deeper level. So that's when I first hired my first health coach and we went on this inflammatory elimination journey. So um, we start that in two weeks. We start on May 26th. I'm not sure when this podcast will launch, but May 26th is when we start the spring gut health reset. It's the perfect place to just say, okay, let me start somewhere Because in this container that I've created for this program, we look at eliminating toxins in the kitchen and switching out some of those like heavier cleaning products for more user-friendly products that won't be so detrimental to our body. Mm -hmm. We look at toxins in our makeup and our skincare routine and our products like shampoo. And we look at switching some of those out. And we really tackle the food situation, right? We say, okay, We know these foods are causing problems. Let's just stop putting a Band-Aid on a bruise. Let's create the container for our body to become optimized. And on the other side, we reintroduce the foods one by one. Because if you're on a gut healing journey, the intention is not to sacrifice foods that you love for the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm. You should be able to optimize your gut so that way you can. It's never about either or. It's about all and more. You know, I've optimized my gut now. I can enjoy a super cheesy pizza now and again and have zero symptoms. Mm. That used to not be the case, right? I can enjoy an Eggs Benedict for breakfast on Sunday brunch and have zero symptoms. (laughs) That used to not be the case, right? So because I've been able to optimize, picture it like this, Kristen. Imagine your gut as a bonfire, but it's the next morning. And that bonfire is now just little embers. And over the night, it rained, right? So those embers are now like, they're still warm. But if I were to throw a big log on those embers, what, what's going to happen? It's not going to burn, right? right? It's just going to ferment a little. It's going to smell a little bit. So if we look at this in the case of our digestion, The rain overnight is all the things that we're piling on our digestive fire that's weakening it, processed food and toxins and all the things I just listed, right? Mm -hmm. Inflammatory foods. Now we're operating on this, you know, our digestive fire is really weak. It's just embers. Now I'm continuing to try to throw big logs on it and they're fermenting in my gut. So it's causing heartburn, it's causing gas, it's causing inflammation, it's causing rashes and all the symptoms that I'm experiencing because that food is fermenting. I'm not efficiently absorbing nutrients and eliminating toxins. My body is not able to do what it does best because it's not Mm -hmm. at its full potential. So by eliminating the inflammatory foods for two weeks, it's kind of like throwing lighter fluid on the fire, right? We're creating that container for the body to heal, and we are amping up our digestive fire. Now, once I have this big roaring flame again, I can throw anything in that bonfire, even glass, and it will burn into sand, right? That's what we're going for when I talk about optimized gut health. So as far as the feeling of overwhelm and starting somewhere, 
whether it's me or somebody else in the world that is doing this, definitely seek out some information and do yourself a favor and give yourself two or even better three weeks of an inflammatory elimination reset, right? Where you're just creating that container for your body to heal. Again, it's the mindset is not, oh, I have to deprive myself forever. It's okay. I understand that I'm overloaded and my fire is weak. So I got to create the container and blow some air on the fire, put a little lighter fluid. I got to build it back up and then reintroduce the foods on the other side to really see, okay, I'm feeling good. Um, the secondary thing is just to, like I said, make really small changes. So if you love your popcorn, say, corn is an inflammatory food, find a healthier alternative. So find a non-GMO organic corn that is just plain with maybe a little bit of sea salt, right? So start looking at the ingredients and get passionate about the things that you're putting in your body. Um, again, I'm not saying to sacrifice the foods that you love, but it can be quite simple to make those little shifts to healthier alternatives, which in the long run, you will benefit from. Same thing with your products and cleaning products and uh, beauty products, right? There's a reason why a nicotine patch or a birth control patch works. We absorb everything that goes into our skin, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are using face creams or shampoos and conditioners with xanthan gums and uh, like a whole bunch of stuff that you can't even pronounce and um I, I don't even know what what is what's the what's like the main thing that is so like I don't know fragrance fragrances and things mm -hmm. that like perfumes yeah perfumes and yeah. things that keep the parabens. shelf like, yeah that's the word, parabens thank you <laughs> none of my products have them in there anymore obviously you forgot all about it completely yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that thing that's really bad for you um, you know, your body's going to absorb all these, all these things. So just start getting curious. That's what I would recommend. And unplug from too much information as well. Again, I'll say it. Information does not equal transformation. Curated information, seeking out answers to your specific questions could be helpful. But we don't want the information to create analysis paralysis is what I call it, right? It's just mm -hmm. this like, I'm overanalyzing everything and I'm paralyzed and I can't even start this process. And if that is happening, like there's no shame. We live in a world where information, I mean, do you remember when you used to have to go to the library and like pick up an encyclopedia for information? Like mm -hmm. I've got it all right here. <laughs> so it's not your fault, but reach out for your help. If you're really feeling like, man, I need to hit the reset button and I don't know where to start. Like send one of us a DM and we will yeah. help you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you said that, especially just about um, like reframing our approach to this, because yes. I think it is so easy, especially the more information we take in to make ourselves wrong for where we're at and like to, to be angry and betray our bodies. Like, why are you wrong? And why, like, why did you create this problem? But it's so important to see that your body is, is very wise and it's always, it's always working with like a level of intelligence that we can't even comprehend. So yes, everything yes. that you're experiencing is like, is supposed to happen and it's your body's way of communicating with you that something yes. needs to adjust. This is where my passion lies, right? So the gut health is sort of just a tool to get to that wise, intuitive self. And when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, we don't even talk food for the first few weeks. We talk about 
pulling out that intuitive wisdom. Like I would ask you, for example, Kristen, like what are the foods that you know intuitively give you energy and make you feel really good? Or like, what does that meal look like? And what are the foods that have you feeling like crap? We know what we need to do to heal. The reason why we are not healing is because we are stuck playing small. We are stuck in the limiting beliefs that the world has taught us, that we are not deserving of feeling good, that I'm not worthy of having my best body that I, you know, heaven forbid, I look super sexy. I'm going to attract the wrong kind of attention, right? These limiting beliefs that we've picked up along the way, again, these are not your fault. Somebody taught them to you along the way, but really approaching that mindset as like, let's start these real vulnerable conversations. It's like the main root and intention of my podcast, let's start health because it's not a quick fix. And it's the reason why so many diets and fads don't work because we can only deprive ourselves and pull ourselves so far. You know, it's like I can stretch myself so far from my comfort, but eventually I'm going to snap right back and probably even worse, right? Mm -hmm. If I approach this healing and health with curiosity and love, curiosity for my own process, curiosity for my frustrations, curiosity for my anger, curiosity for my you know, my coping mechanisms for stress that are no longer working for me, it's a lot easier to have compassion for that experience rather than if I approach it with self-judgment and self-hate, which is what we are so used to doing. So yeah, yeah it's important to remember it's, it's not a quick fix. It's not an overnight process. And the stress and the anxiety of having to do all the things for best gut health that stress is going to do the exact opposite. Just like what you said, you didn't even have gut problems. You just had these other symptoms and then you got stressed about it and you started having gut issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I really started to believe that my body was against me and that everything I did didn't work. Um, And I want to share too, if it's okay, like as we're talking about limiting beliefs, like two other really big ones for me were one that I was just kind of always sick or like I didn't, I never had optimal health. So I just never would like, even as a young child, I was always getting different like bacterial infections. Like I always just had something wrong health wise. Um, And so I genuinely believed that like my past indicated what was possible for my future. And secondly, I think there is a part of me, and I think that if, if we're really honest with ourselves, a lot of us have this belief that having a problem or having lack of health somehow gets our needs met. Or like if there's something wrong with us, we get the attention that we're seeking. So I would just encourage people to really like dig deep, go into a journal if you have to, and really be honest about some of the beliefs that are holding these symptoms or lack of optimal health in place. Yes, Kristen. And that is what I was going to say. And I know, and if you're listening to this, this might like just prepare yourself. It's a little bit of like a, let's open our brains and really- Might be a little triggering. Yes. So disclaimer, right? If you, it's called a secondary gain, right? And our, listen, and I say this because this isn't our fault, right? The secondary gain to being sick is the love, safety, and attention or acceptance that we are seeking. If I stay sick, I receive the help, the love that I desire in life, right? So your subconscious brain doesn't understand the difference between acceptance from really what you desire versus acceptance from uh, being sick, right? Mm -hmm. And listen, as soon as I say it, 
the ego is going to want to say, well, of course I want to be healthy. Well, who the hell right. are you to say? Of right. course I, I don't want, want to be, be sick. I don't want yeah. to be sick. Who wants to be sick? Of yeah. course you don't want to be sick, but your subconscious brain doesn't understand that because mm-hmm. being sick is the tool that your subconscious mind is using to receive its basic needs, which is safety, love, and acceptance. So if you can reframe, you know, just like what you said, my limiting belief is that, oh, but if I have my best body, I can't promote body positivity. Or if I heal from psoriasis, how can I ever connect with the community of people who have psoriasis? Or mm-hmm. who am I to teach gut health if I still am on my journey to gut mm-hmm. healing? That's right. Right. Yeah. I must have to still have these symptoms in order to teach it. Or, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I need like perfect health. Like I need to get exactly. to that point. Yeah. Exactly. And it can go both ways, right? Where the subconscious mind almost says like, no, we need to keep you sick in order to be accepted by this group of people, right? Mm -hmm. So I would definitely encourage you, you know, if this is something that's triggering you, that's a good thing because typically triggers mean that there's some kind of truth to them. Ooh, I know it's like, oh, I hate that. (laughs) But this is the journey of self-development. This is the journey of breaking that egg open. This is the journey of saying, okay, I'm interested in exploring this. Please do it in a safe container because Brene Brown always says, vulnerability is how we heal, but that vulnerability has to be met with empathy. And Kristen, I'm sure you can relate to this. There's probably been a time in all of our lives where we've chosen to get vulnerable with someone and they did not meet it with empathy. They came back with judgment. They came back with like the opposite of what you were needing in that vulnerable moment. So then you learned that, oh, I'm not, I can't be vulnerable because I'm not safe anymore when mm-hmm. I do that. But truly, again, I got goosebumps. I love this stuff. <laughs> I know, me too. When we choose to see each other with curiosity and with vulnerability and with empathy, this is how we collectively heal. This is how we heal as individuals and how we heal as a collective. And be, you know, put your blinders on. You know, there's a reason why they put blinders on a horse on the street. It's not to, it's not to keep it ignorant. It's to protect it from all of the distractions because your vision is wise. And when you seek out someone who can see you, through not their own lens, but who's interested in seeing you and your map of the world and is willing to help you navigate your world and your map, albeit maybe with shinier, newer tools, that's how we start to say, yeah, you know what? If I'm getting really real, like, I I pushed that guy away. You know, he didn't didn't cheat on me for no reason. You know, I was acting like a jerk because I was actually afraid to let him love me because I was so afraid of the fears, right? So like, this is where the real healing happens. <laughs> mm. And the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So what I mean by that is like the river that's flowing through us, that current is going to affect every area of our life, our health, our relationships, our career, our financial well-being, our spiritual uh, state, you know, even if we're flourishing in one area, it's probably because we're like ignoring those other areas that are like behind closed doors, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like pushing really hard to make that one area, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're fighting the current to make that one area of our life um, feel like we've accomplished it. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Yeah. My passion yeah. is helping you find that downstream current. So every area of your life flourishes, you know, starting with that proper fauna and flora in your gut and then allowing that intuitive self to walk through the world and say, you know what, this is for me. This isn't for me. Yep. There is that limiting belief. What can I learn from this? How can I, you know, adjust and pivot in a way that feels like, yeah, I am allowed to have all of my hopes and dreams and desires because desires are not a bad thing. My my desires are leading me towards my dharma. My desires is my intuition whispering to me, that's the path. Follow the breadcrumbs, Mm -hmm. follow the synchronicities. Like they're no accident. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you've said the, how you do one thing is how you do everything, because it's so funny. Like so many of us approach healing the same way that we got into the health issue in the first place. And a lot of us get into the issue because we're like so stressed out and we're pushing and we're trying to achieve. And then we bring that same energy into our problem and try to resolve it. But you can't fix the problem with the same energy that you got into it. So that was a big step for me was like, okay, so even though I'm eating all these really healthy foods, how am I actually eating them? I'm still like scarfing them down and texting and trying to do my like college work or whatever I was doing at the time. Yes. Um, so like really, really looking at health from a, f- a holistic perspective and really seeing how every single way that we show up in our lives contributes to the health that we see. Yes, that was a huge Kristen. turning point for me. It is the root of my coaching. So I love what you said right from the beginning. We barely even talked about food. Like, sure, I can give you that information. I can give you the protocol of an inflammatory elimination diet. But if you don't address that first question, and that is, who am I being while I am doing, right? Because the doing is just secondary. I could go out and do militant exercise all day, every day. But if I'm being someone who hates myself while I do it, my body will not respond to the exercise. My body is going to respond to the stress and the self-hatred, and it's going to go into a protection mode. So it's going to actually hold on to the weight and hold on to the toxins. And then my brain is going to seek proof of those limiting beliefs and say, look, no matter how hard I exercise, I'll never lose weight. Mm. Validation for the limiting beliefs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. But am I approaching the exercise from joy? Am I approaching healing with you know, a new mindset. It's the definition of insanity, right? Is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And if I am being mindful, if I am being curious, if I am slowing my eating down, it's a lot easier to eat an entire pizza if I am completely blind to what's happening. If I am, like you said, multitasking, tasking, if I'm super stressed, if, I, if the person that I am being is not even present in my body, all of a sudden I blink and the whole pizza is gone, right? Whereas if I'm being mindful, if I'm being grateful, if I am being present, I can eat a slice of pizza and, and enjoy it, feel grateful for it and move on and have mm-hmm. zero symptoms. And now I haven't just, and, and I use food as an example because it's very easily relatable and it's, very, it's a very easy example to see. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it goes with the same thing. Like you said, if, if my relationship is suffering, who am I being in that moment? Am I being present with my partner? Am I being engaged? Am I being loving and attentive? Or am I taking out my stresses on that person? Am I pushing them away out of fear of loss? Am I, you know, self-sabotaging because of some trauma that I experienced in my life? 
And it's important to remember too, Kristen, like those traumas are not our fault, but healing is our responsibility and we have to take Mm -hmm. accountability for it. We do. Yes. Yeah. I just want to share one other thing too, that's coming up as you're talking. And that's like the emotional state that we're in when we're eating is so important too. Like, I really believe that we almost digest the emotions that we're that we're the emotional state that we're in when we're eating. And especially as we're like doing something with a good intention, like to heal our gut, but we feel like we're depriving ourselves because we have to change our diet. And then we're like angry about that, or we feel shameful about that, or we feel deprived. Then we literally eat that emotion as we're eating our food. And so you can only imagine how your body is then responding to that, how it's then, um, not as able or well-equipped to like digest your food or get get the nutrients that it needs. Um, And so that was a really big piece for me as well. It's turned into my whole tagline, trust your gut and digest your life. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. It is literally, we have to come to a place where we are trusting our gut instinct in order to move through life with grace and feel, you know, the question I always ask myself is when I look back on this time, God willing, I have another day to reflect back on it. How can I move through this time so that I'm feeling proud, you know, and to make it relevant to what we're experiencing, of course, we're recording this May 14th, 2020. We are still very much in this pandemic, this worldwide shutdown. One of the big questions for me, you know, this trauma that we all experienced on a collective level of the rug being pulled out from underneath us and all of us being brought to our knees very quickly and grieving the lives that we knew it or as we thought we knew it and really realizing that we don't have control over a lot of things that we thought we did. How do I want to look back on this time and feel proud? I definitely don't want to look back on this time and think, man, sure, I lost 10 pounds, but I suffered the whole time. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. man, I really numbed out the entire time. And yeah, maybe I watched like a thousand seasons of different shows on Netflix, but I didn't really feel any of the feelings, right? So for me, this journey has been all about being curiosity about that. What makes me feel proud is that on the days that I did need to numb out where I was just really in it, I watched a few shows on Netflix, guilt-free, or you know the, the tools that I had that were no longer working, sitting quietly in, in meditation and yoga, for example, they were just too far to reach because this trauma has brought up every other unhealed wound that we've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And the way my body works is through anxiety and mania, right? So you might experience the opposite. It might be depression and like coming in and down. But for me, it's when I'm spiraling, it's very hard to sit quiet, right? So the things that were working for me, rather than doing traditional vinyasa yoga, were twerking and dancing and like literally putting on some like rap music or tribal music. Oh my God, I'm so with you. Yeah, like (laughs) dancing my body and sweating and getting outside and tapping meditations, right? Like the physical touching and using meridian points. So exploring new tools during this time, I really, I look back and I say, man, I I really feel proud of myself for being able to navigate these emotions with curiosity and love rather than feeling like, oh, I just, I just fell into those, coping mechanisms that I know are not working for me. And, you know, again, I I say this, if you're listening to this and you're feeling stuck and you are using those coping mechanisms that are no longer working for you, please contact either Kristen or myself and ask for help. Like there's so many amazing people out there and, and, you know, the work doesn't work unless you do it. I always say that like you, the, the, 
vitamins don't work unless you take them. And then if you Mm -hmm. take them and your gut isn't optimized, you've thrown your money out the window anyway. So you you got to try the meditations for them to work. But you know, if you're really confused, if you're really lost, yeah, let's, let's do it together. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I so agree just to your point about the time that we have right now um, and how it's just been such a, such an opportunity to actually experience deeper healing, deeper connection, to explore like some of the unhealed parts of ourselves and do it with curiosity and joy, just like you're saying, not with dread and hate and frustration, but like, hey, this is like, I've almost been gifted like two months of just unlimited time to just deep dive into myself. Why, why not dive in? Like, why not take advantage of this? Exactly. And, you know, for me, it's sort of, especially as a coach, you know, I was being really, I think one of (laughs) To, I guess maybe to answer your first question again, what do I like, I guess, love about myself? I'm, I'm really grateful that I was, I feel like I've been able to share vulnerably and tap into the collective on this because again, I think this is how we heal. I know this is how we heal is when that vulnerability is met with empathy. So, you know, none of us are perfect. We, and what is perfect anyway, right? Um, for me, perfect means I am moving through life in a way, again, that I'm not numbing out from, you know, self-care is creating a life that you don't feel you have to numb out from all the time. And Mm. part of that for me was putting a hold on some of my programs and offerings, but now it's like, all right, it's time, right? So if you're listening to this and you're feeling like it's time to hit reset, I'm ready to start taking action. I think I'm ready to kind of, we sort of have energetically flipped a little bit. We've come to a point of maybe acceptance and there's been lots of phases of that grief. If you're feeling that, like come with me on this gut health reset journey. Like it's it's so important, it's so good. It is so it was life-changing for me and I think if you can't tell Kristen like we approach it from that mindset of this is not about deprivation. This is about saying, "All right, I'm ready to take accountability and I'm ready to create the container for my body to heal." Cuz why not? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So before we wrap up, I have a couple of listener questions that came through. Um, One of them actually already kind of got answered. So let's do the second. And that is, are juice cleanses, detoxes, and diets like paleo, vegan, keto actually beneficial, let alone safe? And secondly, are there foods that are uni- that universally everyone should avoid, like gluten, dairy, sugar, et cetera? Great questions. Um, trying to come up with the best way to answer this. Nothing is universal because none of us are the same. <laughs> so if you are having experiences and symptoms in your body of food sensitivities, then let's look at optimizing your unique body to figure out the foods that work best for your unique body. Now, I, that being said, we have seen over and over again how sugar and, and sugar specifically, too much of it causes, it feeds tumors and it feeds cancers, right? So I guess I would say if there is one food that we need to be more mindful of than others, it probably is sugar. And as soon as I say that, I'm kind of like, but if you optimize your health and you're eliminating processed foods, then you can put a little bit of honey in your tea and probably be okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, it's very hard to answer this in a black and white because none of us 
are just one. We are all genetically different. We are all of our microbiomes are different. All of our traumas are different, right? So if you're curious about what foods work for you, then, then do an elimination journey and see if you're having reactions to them. And then based on that information, explore how you can create a lifestyle. So things like, to answer the first question, cleanses, fasts, juice fasts, there are always benefits to making shifts and changes, right? So if you live a certain way, if you, again, if we're breaking from that definition of insanity, you will receive some benefits from making changes for sure. Now, are those changes lifestyle changes or is it a quick fix? So these are the questions that you need to answer for yourself. I would never recommend doing something that just is too extreme, no matter what. I, it, at least I come from the foundational belief that it was a limiting belief for me that things have to be hard in order to be effective, right? Mm, oh my God. Me and too. the answer is like, that's just total bullshit. Like, is that ultimate truth? Absolutely no. not. And the more I dive into it, the more I realize, in fact, the harder it is, the more it pulls me away from, again, like we've talked about a few times, uh, the results that I'm looking for. So yeah. the, the, the processes, the journey, like I am looking at health from a holistic, optimized perspective. So I don't believe anyone should be eliminating any food group permanently unless you have a measurable severe allergy that you know of, like your throat's going to close up if you have peanuts, right? That's a histemic response. That's not a sensitivity. That is your body does not do well with that. Okay. Don't eat peanuts if your mm -hmm. throat's going to close up, right? But as far as the health of your microbiome, we don't have to, I mean, dairy and gluten are two of the things that are such a misconception. Now, I mean, I don't eat a lot of dairy because I see the world and how that dairy is produced. And it's, it's like, if I went to a farm and I milked a cow, I would drink that milk, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, at least would try it. And I probably wouldn't have symptoms. I prefer non- mammalian milks because they feel better in my body. I prefer milks from nuts and seeds because they feel better in my body. For some people, too many nuts and too many seeds are too much. Mm -hmm. So the long answer to that easy, quick question was, um, I don't even have one. I don't have a short one. I don't have a short one. Everyone's different. Your body knows best. Your body is wise. If you find that you are on a protocol that is pushing you into stress, that is not giving you the results that you want, and intuitively, if you feel like it's too harsh or not safe, then it's too harsh and not safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the main point is like, don't trust somebody else's opinion more than you trust your own, the, own, exactly. the wisdom of your own body. Exactly. Even or if it's like, you know, researched for 25 years, scientific yes. literature, like your body still knows better for you. And exactly. you have to trust that. It is, again, it's the root of all of my coaching. Your body knows best. I don't know your body. He doesn't know your body. She doesn't know your body. That other expert who wrote, who wrote the book doesn't know your body. We can experiment. We can get curious. We can do tests and diagnose to help lead us towards a more efficient optimization. But at the end of the day, to bring it back to that first question, like if I were to ask you what foods feel good in your body and which ones don't, you already know. <laughs> uh -huh. 
it's just about the process of, well, then why am I not getting the results that I'm, that I want? What are those limiting beliefs holding me back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. Last quick question too, before we close, and this is like my own selfish question, but I think people will appreciate it. I want to know all about the no poo method. What is yeah. it? How do we all get on it? <laughs> How do we get over like the initial month of having greasy hair? What do yes. we do? So definitely go to my Instagram, the Chelsea Haynes and read my, watch the, there's a story highlight on my profile that kind of breaks down my personal process. So again, without going too long on this, because I went live on Instagram the other day answering questions and it ended up being almost an hour just in that self. I was like, oh my God, this was 53 minutes. It was meant (laughs) to be like 20. No, but it's cool that people are curious about it. I love it. This was something that for me intuitively and for so many reasons, again, I just thought the chemicals in this shampoo are no longer working for me. My husband and I were nomads. I was sick of traveling with big bottles of products. Um, I knew that because I had psoriasis on my scalp, I, I knew that there was this horrible cycle that if I used dandruff shampoo or psoriasis shampoo, it would suppress the symptoms for a couple days but then they would come back in full force. And I could see the process happening and I, was, I, I couldn't break the cycle because I just was so stuck in it. And finally, mm-hmm. January last year, 2019, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna stop using shampoo. I'm just gonna stop using it. Cold turkey, I, had, I, had, I didn't even realize, I, apparently it's a thing, the no poo method. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Again, this was just a intuitive hit like, I'm just going to break the cycle and see what happens. We were in Panama for two months, which is where our home is. I knew I could go through this process without having to overthink it, without having to like feel like I needed to do my hair. Um, and it was two months of a journey. So I found a thing called a shampoo brush. I still rinsed my hair with water and if you are, if you're, if you're curious about this journey, like definitely figure out your intentions first, because those first few months, everything's going to change. Your hair is going to change the style and how you manage it is going to change. It will be very greasy because think about this. I mean, right now I no longer have greasy hair. It's like shiny, healthy, happy hair. It's so wild for me to even fathom that. Yeah. And it's because I no longer strip the natural oils. So my oil glands no longer have to overproduce, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of this, it, it was the same thing with the skin on my face. It's like, if you have oily skin, I would encourage you to explore good quality face oils to see mm-hmm. if I give my skin oil, will it still have to produce so much? The answer is no, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as, again, your body is so perfect. Like your body is- <laughs> Don't mess it up. Yes, <laughs> Don't. stop messing it up, right? Like let it recalibrate to a natural pH. Let it recalibrate to doing what it does best. Now I barely have to use product. I don't use really any product anymore. I, and when I say any product, I mean, sometimes I use like a little bit of hairspray if I'm getting like really fancy <laughs> or if I curl mm-hmm. my hair, but like, this is au natural and this is how I rock it. And I, it and looks I, great by the way. Thank You've you. You've got great hair. <laughs> thank you. But you know, it used to not be like this, right? It used to be super frizzy and it, it, it never had like the natural curl that it kind of has now. Um, 
it will be a process and your expectations, if you have them, they're going to break you. So the only thing I recommend is, again, approach it with curiosity. And the only expectation to have is that your relationship with your hair is going to change. So again, how, if that is causing you more stress, then maybe wean off of shampoo, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? If the grease is like really bothering you, then wash your hair. Like maybe again, transition to non-toxic shampoos. There's a lot of great ones out there, but again, even those, your hair is going to react differently than the shampoos with all of the parabens and perfumes and all of the things in them, right? Mm-hmm. So be diligent, know your intentions. Why are you doing this? Because again, if you, if you're coming from a place of torture or bragging rights, it's just going to be torture. Like it's not going to be fun. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so wishing we had this conversation like two months ago. So I could have just done this throughout the quarantine and not seen anyone and just had my greasy hair moment. Yeah. But it's okay. I would still recommend doing it, you know, because you can, you know, explore um, vinegar and baking soda rinses. You can do those as well to kind of help move some of the grease from your roots into the lower, because you want grease. That's what like, you know, the oil is there to prevent frizz and to promote shine, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So by stripping it, it's just creating more frizz and less shine. And then we put product on it to create more shine. I know, it's it's so silly. Oops, you just oops froze. Okay, now we're back. It is so silly. And you know, fun fact, something I learned, Kristen, was that daily regular washing with shampoo only became popular in the 70s. Before that, it wasn't a thing. So it's like, we are so a byproduct of modern marketing and products. Mm -hmm. And and I'll say it, like big pharma companies that have their money behind all these things that are keeping you sick. So then you've got to be on their medicine for the rest oh of, my gosh. of your life. That's, this is a whole nother podcast episode. Exactly. We get exactly. But yeah. yeah, go check out my Instagram highlight. I really go into my personal journey of those two months. And, you know, here I am a year and a half later and I use a shampoo brush. It's kind of like a dry skin brush, but it's rubber and I use it to massage my scalp and to drain all the lymph nodes on my head to promote detox and healing and also to promote skin cell turnover of my scalp, which turn uh promotes hair growth i mean my hair grows so fast it's silly (laughs) it used to not it used to not do that so yeah go check that out on my instagram and if you have more questions send me a dm (laughs) okay where else can people find you if they want more awesome please go to my website chelseahaynescoaching.com uh you can find my podcast you can find my offerings you can sign up right now for pre-launch pricing for the gut health reset uh it directs you to my personal email so you can send me an email through there i'm also on linkedin Mm -hmm. and facebook but you can find all those things through my website chelseahaynescoaching.com beautiful thank you so much for being on here chelsea it was so nice to chat with you oh it's been lovely Kristen. i can't wait to do more of this and i'd love to hand the microphone on over to you next time and bring you on let's start health <laughs> love to i would love to be on awesome thank you so much you're welcome thank you so much for being with me today and listening to the goddess talk podcast if you like these episodes i would deeply appreciate you subscribing and leaving a five-star review You can come and visit me online at goddessbrandco.com or connect with me on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.
I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages. Smartphones make it super easy these days. Or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and of course my account, your host, the Chelsea Haynes, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and relentless on this journey to health.